3: And we're going to talk a little baseball on this episode. And this isn't exactly a little baseball. This is the most dominant sports story and will be up until August 1st. And that is when we will have Major League Baseball's trade deadline. And to help me break down and give a little bit more insight into why the name Shohei Otani and this player will be the name on the tongues and lips and the minds of Giants fans is Dan Dibley, host of Willard and Dibs, along with Mark Willard. Every day, 2 to 6 on ninety-five seven, The Game. I was Daniel
0: to my late mother, but aside from that, even my wife calls me Dibs. I've been Dibs for about 20 years. My father, who also was passed, was Dib. My oldest brother was Dibley, so yeah. I was left with Dibs.
3: And for Bay Area sports fans, obviously Dibs is a very familiar voice to Many of you, you've been here in this market for a very long time. You've seen a lot of these trade deadlines come and go with big names and the Giants kind of in the mix. But this one player is so different. And the Giants are at the very top of a very short list of teams that really have a chance to go out and get him. And who am I talking about? The one and only. Shohei Otani.
1: And Shohei sends one to the moon here in Chicago. It's showtime.
3: So real quick synopsis on Shohei Otani. He's the best pitcher in baseball, and he's the best hitter in baseball, right? So he'll be a free agent at the end of the season. He's with an Angels team that just flat stinks. They have not actually had a winning season in the six years that he's played with the Angels we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in a bit. But let's just project to free agency, right? Best hitter in free agency in baseball is going to be looking at a contract in the 3 to 400 million dollar range, right? Let's call it, you know, the better part of a 10-year contract. Best pitcher goes into free agency and he's looking at about You know, a four to six hundred million dollar contract over six or seven years. You combine those and we could be looking at anywhere between seven hundred million and one billion dollars in contract terms over a 10 up to a 12 year period. Now, is he worth it? Look, as a lifelong baseball fan, as a Shohei Otani obsessive dibs. I'm going to say yes.
0: Without a doubt, the answer is yes. And you didn't even get into the global socioeconomic ramifications Mm -hmm. of having Shohei Otani, because what that would mean in terms of Japanese sponsorships Mm -hmm. and Japanese media rights and the fact that he's not only the biggest and best athlete in America's pastime, Mm -hmm. he is an absolute global icon.
3: Well, it puts San Francisco at the epicenter of not just Major League Baseball in the United States, but globally,
0: on the order of Lionel Messi, I mean, you'd go Messi, Otani, and then you get into maybe LeBron and Steph Curry, and he is that big. And to have him come to San Francisco, which has a very strong and traditional Asian population, would do wonders for the gate, the box office, the attendance here.
3: And I'm glad you mentioned a couple of those things because I hosted the pre and post game show for the Seattle Mariners for about 12 years, and Ichiro was that guy, right? And, yeah, for all of those seasons, the Japanese media contingent was larger than the U.S. contingent at every single game. And these were some very bad Mariners teams. But Ichiro would have a night, like, he'd go, like, one for four. And that would be the story, right? Like, front page, above the fold, on every sports page in Japan. It would be the lead story on every sports cast, right? But let's change to a different name just for a hot second here. And it's going to be a random one. How about Eric Karros? (laughs) Giants fans are familiar with him because obviously he tortured Giants pitchers for about 12 years, as first baseman of the Dodgers, right? Now, he's obviously retired now, but works as an analyst on Fox on their Major League Baseball coverage. And he had some head spinning when he said this back on saturday he's going to play in the postseason he has to play in the
1: postseason the angels need to trade him if they don't they're doing a disservice to the organization now you want me to take it a next step further who's he going to be playing for he's going to be playing for the giants whoa he's going to be playing oh mr dodger no i i'm i'm just telling you that (laughs) makes all the sense in the world they have the wherewithal to do it then they get him for a couple months to try to court him mm-hmm. so they could sign him for a free agency it makes all the sense and you don't think that the angels wouldn't
3: want to trade him to san francisco to spite the dodgers come on this is drama <laughs> okay tips first and foremost as a bay area guy Did Eric Karras just convert a bunch of lifelong haters into lifelong fans? I wouldn't go quite that far,
0: (laughs) but it definitely perked up many ears and it Mm -hmm. made people think, so you're saying there's a chance, which is the old movie line. And so the prevailing notion is that he's not going to be an angel Anymore. I would say it's a 99.9% chance he leaves the Anaheim Angels. And there's also a sense that he doesn't want to go back east. When he came to the U.S. initially, he said no thank you to the Yankees and the Red Sox and East Coast teams. So, He's going to stay on the West Coast. And if the Angels are a no, and the Padres maybe probably can't afford him, you're down to the Dodgers, the Giants, and maybe the Mariners. But Mm -hmm. I don't think, to your point, that you want to be Ichiro 2.0 in Seattle. So now you're down to just two destinations. And if Eric Carroll says, yeah, the Giants Mm -hmm. have a real shot, then you got to be excited about that.
3: And so that was back on the Saturday right after the All-Star break, which, of course, the Shohei talk pretty much dominated – all of All-Star Weekend. A couple of the developments since Eric Karras made those comments, I believe, as John Heyman reported, I think it was on Monday, that Artie Moreno has said, no, I will not be trading Otani to the Dodgers. And really, no surprise there, right? Like, Artie Moreno, by the way, the owner of the Angels, eccentric billionaire, loves his team, obviously, but they have not had a winning season with Shohei there. And oh, by the way, he's been paired with maybe the second or third best player in the game in Mike Trout when he's healthy. But Moreno says, look, yeah, I'm listening to offers, but I'm not trading him to the Dodgers. I can't control what happens to him in free agency, signing with the Dodgers as a free agent in the offseason. But I certainly am not trading him to the Dodgers. And so that takes the Giants even further and higher up that list, right? And then some more developments. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in, Dan, is that you and your co-host on the Willard & Debs program earlier this week had veteran baseball scribe Tom Verducci, one of the more connected guys in this game. When Verducci reports something, pay attention because he's got it down, Right. Tom Verducci, longtime senior baseball insider with the Major League Baseball Network. And you and Mark had a really long, really interesting conversation with him. And I'm going to play a couple of clips from that conversation and then bring it back in and get your take on it. The the first one is, what would it mean for a team like the Giants to acquire Shohei for the pennant run? So you say you're acquiring him, you know, say on August 1st at the deadline or right before. And that means you've got him, you know, August, all of September, hopefully October, et cetera, And what that might mean for the Giants beyond this season.
1: You know, I think it would give uh, a, like a trial run, like you get used to the organization. I mean, Shohei is a, a real routine oriented guy. And I think for him to switch places in the middle of the season actually might be a little disconcerting for him. Uh, So at least he would have time to get used to, almost like trying on, (laughs) you know, a a city to see if he liked it or not.
3: Now, Verducci did go on to state the obvious part that at the end of the day, it's going to come down to what? The money.
1: You know, I think it would give uh, like a trial run, like you get used to the organization. I mean, Shohei is a, a real routine oriented guy. And I think for him to switch places in the middle of the season actually might be a little disconcerting for him. Uh, So at least he would have time to get used to, almost like trying on, (laughs) you know, a a city to see if he liked it or not.
3: So this whole notion that the Giants could potentially be essentially acquiring Shohei Otani as a rental player, but also using that as basically a three- to four-month period in which to kind of woo him and let him fall in love with San Francisco as he goes into free agency. Do you put much stock into that?
0: I put a pretty good amount of stock in that because if you're going to choose the Giants over the Dodgers, it's not going to be because of money. The money will be equal in L.A. or San Francisco. I don't think either side will be outbid. The problem with the Giants winning this is, in the off-season is he already is in Southern California. He knows what he likes about the Los Angeles Basin. I don't know if he lives in Orange County or by the beach or sure. if he goes to Disneyland or if he <laughs> prefers Magic Mountain. I, I know he likes the beach, and he's been down there long enough to where he likes what he likes about L.A., He probably doesn't know what he likes about San Francisco, the city, the people, the culture, the food, the fog, the ballpark. So being here, the clubhouse, Mm -hmm. the manager with his hand tats and (laughs) the president of baseball ops, Farhan Zaidi. How does he operate? If he's here for 10 weeks, I do think he gets a certain sense for how the Giants want to run things. Now, Tom Verducci also said he does not envision... Shohei Ohtani getting traded at the deadline because he might be tracking down Aaron Judge and his American League home run record, and Artie Moreno wants that to happen with the Angels, even though it'll mean you lose Shohei Ohtani in the offseason for almost nothing. Verducci was kind of intimating that he didn't think a trade was going to happen anyway.
3: Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a little later on in the interview, Verducci kind of snuck in there that in previous conversations, because he is one of the few baseball writers who has a fairly close relationship with Artie Moreno, right? And I think it was like a season ago, he said that, you know, if there's ever a point where they were engaging in trade talks regarding Shohei, that they would want a front-end starting pitcher, like a number one, number two rotation guy, and a middle-of-the-order bat. That's like the starting point of what trade conversations would look like. And I don't think the Giants are going to be giving up on Logan Webb. And the Giants don't really have a middle-of-the-order bat that would interest the Angels, right? So that brings us to what I think is ultimately the biggest question here for the Giants, and really any teams that are serious about trading for Shohei, what will it cost for the Giants to get this done?
0: To make the trade before the deadline would take your best pitcher and your best hitter, and still that's not enough because you made a great point, even if it's Logan Webb, and pick your hitter. Whatever yeah. hitter you want off the Major League Club, you still need to add in three or four top prospects. Kyle Harrison, kid out of De La Salle and Concord, who's in right A, but he's a phenom.
2: Yeah. Hurt yeah. right yeah. now,
0: but he's trending toward being fantastic. And they had a guy named Zach Wheeler that they traded for Carlos Beltran right. so many years ago. Kyle Harrison could be the next Zach Wheeler, Of that ilk, Luis Matos, who's with the big club, he'd have to go. Your young rookie catcher switch hitter, Patrick Bailey.
3: But that was one of your biggest concerns for the Giants going into spring training, really coming out of spring training, right, was what in the world are we going to do at catcher? And Bailey has been a lifesaver for the club in so many different regards. The pitchers love working with him. He is terrific behind the plate. Uh, He's terrific at the plate. He's terrific in the clutch. I don't know if they can afford to let go of him. Yeah. And he's 22. Yeah. Ultimately, is there a price that's too high?
0: Yes. I think in terms of prospects, if you had to give up your top five prospects, and Mark Willard and I, my partner two to six, we got into this debate, and he said, I'm not doing my top five prospects for a 10-week rental. Mm -hmm. And he's right. My only thing about that is, if it is a 10-week rental, maybe it gives you a leg up to keep him, but... Mm -hmm. If Shoei Ohtani is not going to be traded by August 1st, and it seems like he's not going to, you go into the free agency period, I do think that you're a pretty sizable underdog against the Dodgers in your ability to bring in Shoei Ohtani. Because the word is, Ohtani wants to be able to do what he wants, which is pitch every six days, play when he wants, train how he wants, be his own man, and also... He wants to win. Mm-hmm. So the Giants, the more they win this year, mm-hmm. the better chance they have of showing him that they can win next year if he joins the team.
3: Listen, Dibs, great stuff as always. Really enjoy the work that you guys do every afternoon, 2 to 6, Willard and Dibs on ninety five seven. The Game and the Odyssey app. Uh, appreciate all the insight, and I feel like uh, maybe we should touch base in a couple weeks-ish once the deadline passes. Whether Shohei is a giant or not um really really do appreciate the time
0: thanks for having me i love your stuff keep it up
3: absolutely and thank you for listening bay current is a production of kcbs radio our producer is the terrific mallory samara for more content like this subscribe to bay current on the odyssey app or wherever you listen